Holy cans. <laughs> well, we fucked that up. <laughs> I think it's perfect. Let's leave it in. I suppose we can talk about what we're going to talk about or what we actually want to talk about. Um, well, it's also the first one, so should, should we be doing a, this is what we're planning to do. So, like, I suppose it was your idea overall to do a podcast, Luke. So what's your... What's, what's the mission statement? What are we doing? How are we doing it? Um, yeah, okay. Um, so this is Only Cans. Uh, this is hosted by myself, Luke Gallagher. Do you want to introduce yourselves? Sorry, I was, I was mid-taking a drink. <laughs> and, yeah, and myself, David O'Connor. And Kate Murphy, which is me. The Murph, perfect. That one's uh-huh. Kate Murphy. I'm also <laughs> Um, yeah, so I have like the description written down as we're doing a new topic bi-weekly following an A to, a to Z format um, that we discuss what we've researched and why we chose the area that we did. The mission statement is to educate ourselves and each other on what we discover for each topic to expand our breadth of knowledge in a lighthearted, fun way, hopefully. We'll see how that goes. I have 2021 goals as well, which is 26 recordings because that's bi-weekly in a year, which was amazing. Um, and yeah, that's all that I have. <laughs> We're good to go. Yeah, I think um, I think the the biweekly thing is exciting because it's literally like A to Z. Yeah. Um, just to kind of elaborate on a little more. So like today we're talking about the letter A, Sesame Street style. Mm. And then uh, next in two weeks time, hopefully if we're all still friends, um, yeah. we'll talk about the letter B. Yeah. Uh, and then C. <laughs> what? No, we're all still friends. <laughs> we're all still friends. Hey, well, if, Luke, if, Luke, if Luke doesn't murder us, um... yeah, it's happening sometime. Um, when you said then... A first, and you were like A Sesame Street style, I was like, oh, I thought you were announcing we're doing Sesame Street, and I'm not prepared for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Through a cur- we're actually talking about Ariana Grande today. <laughs> I've been doing loads of research, but yeah, it'll like, go A to Z. Hopefully, if we can find interesting things to talk about, all of them. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So obviously, because this is the first one, the it's topic, a mess. the the letter is A, <laughs> and we decided on America as a topic. So that's yeah. pretty fun. Which um, we will come back to at you as well for USA. Wait. No, we won't. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for T as well for the, the United USA. States of America. <laughs> Um, well, I started from the beginning and was like, well, what is America? Because I feel like we didn't actually define it. Were we talking about the landmass or the states? And I feel like we were talking about the states. We were talking about the states. But yes, yeah. feel free to tell us about South America too. <laughs> so then I was like, do you know what? What, what is America and what is a country? <laughs> okay. um, so I looked on Wikipedia and... I think, like any country, it's a set of ideals. And so I went looking for what are the ideals. And I thought a good game would be the association game. For like, w- w- what do you think of when you think of America? Okay. Oh, I like this. Yeah. Do you want to oh. give me a word? <laughs> First thing that comes to mind like now yeah. is Trump. And I think that's fairly, that's fitting yeah. For, um, for me, it's Biden. It says a lot about us, I guess. Oh, well, yeah. obviously, I'm a Trump supporter. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, yeah, I think it, Trump now, but it used to be like it used to be what they think of themselves. I know that's kind of broad talking about like every American as like what they think, like every single one of them. But like, it's kind of like you know the they're like this is the greatest country in the world. But if you break your arm and you don't have health insurance <laughs> and don't have savings, then you're essentially dead. Like yeah. you'll die of sepsis on the side of the street before they help you. That's not really the best country in the world. So I think it's like the whole indoctrination that a lot of the nation uh, have um, in regards to like the, I don't know, I suppose, I don't want to say propaganda, but kind of like the, yeah. we're the best country in the world. And while militarily and economically, they can back that up. Socially. Like for quality of life, I don't think. No, not really. It's kind of, yeah, yeah, I don't think they can really say that. And I'll dive um, into that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah. Um, what about you, Luke? What's the um, game? Yeah, for like normal terms, for me, it kind of goes more like uh, New York, uh, Hollywood. That's kind of it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Florida. Those two as well. things. <laughs> <laughs> or like Florida Man and all those things they're from. Yeah. yeah, Disney came up for me in my, my game oh, of association. That didn't come into my head, actually. That's funny. For, for my, my first two things when I think of America are freedom, and then the next one was slavery. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised contrast. neither of you said freedom. Well, David kind of did. Um, yeah, I think freedom ties into the whole, like, we're the best country, but we're so free, we're amazing. Uh, but, like, they're just kind of slaves. <laughs> they're free in some sense but kind of really trapped in a shitty system in another sense yeah like they're no more free than we are so it's a stupid thing to be like oh it's the land of the free in my opinion yeah it's like they're well, free think to... about guns we can't yeah that, that is true and that that is their god given right yeah exactly so... <laughs> I feel like I feel like we're walking on a line here where we'll be, but it's <laughs> <something>. yeah yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think, yeah, in regards to the association game, it is just mainly, like, the, the, the what they think of themselves is what I think. And yeah. I also think of how that's wrong. Mm. Um, like their own national identity. Yeah. Um, kind of like... And, and I suppose the, them being condescending... For some reason, when I'm saying all this, iCarly is coming to mind. <laughs> um, okay. iCarly. Yeah, so I, I, I cannot remember it, but I think there's a character in iCarly... He also yeah. he's also in Drake and Josh. Oh yeah, yeah you know yeah. that guy. He's the crazy guy in Drake and Josh. He's in iCarly as well. He's the brother. Yeah, when I when I say about like oh we're the best country in the world for some reason I have a picture of him in my head saying that and me thinking like it's not really it's not really true and then I, I yeah I don't know. I think there's a question here about does not every country think that they're the best in some way. Because I know I've heard other people who are international talk about how Ireland can come across as arrogant when talking about itself um, because we take the kind of victim status, yeah, but also like a noble status at the same time. Yeah. How do we take a noble status? It's because they accidentally bring up the English to us and then we're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I think, oh, we're so noble because we never uh, colonised anyone. Yeah. Um, but we're also the victim of colonization so we yeah. get to like kind of hold oh just a really positive view of ourselves and i think maybe we got a lot of the benefits of colonialism 
Like what? Like um, <laughs> speaking English in, yeah. in a world that now needs English. Mm. We are now the only uh, English-speaking country in the European Union. Like, predominantly English-speaking country in the European Union. Oh, that's interesting. But I, I, think, I think going on to the thing of national identity, it's like America seemed to be louder about it. And I don't know if that's a case of because Americans do that or just because of their, the media that we consume is yeah. like essentially half the UK, actually no, probably about 20% UK, 80% America. So maybe we're just exposed to their like national pride more. And maybe that's why I think they're louder. Or if it's just like the same amount as every other country, but because we consume so much of their media, that's why yeah. I... Yeah, they definitely do get more media coverage. Um, they do seem to hold that as part of their outward persona more than people from other countries would. Because we will definitely have that kind of similar pride in Ireland, I would say, from what Kate's point was. But we wouldn't kind of outwardly just kind of wear that on our sleeves when we're speaking. Whereas Americans kind of do, they're quite openly proud of their own country depending on a lot of things race and gender and sexuality but um which i'll dive into later (laughs) throw that back in (laughs) what did you say race and gender oh and sexuality yeah i don't think very much people in the minorities right now are proud of where america has gotten to yeah over the past four years at a minimum I saw an American TikTok actually being like, um, it was a white girl doing the TikTok and she was like, please don't call me white. I don't, I don't agree with the principles of what's now being called white. Call me like off white or beige. And it was a joke, but it's definitely like a, a shame okay. with, with what, what's being known as, I think, yeah, maybe the, the mainstream American idea now. Yeah, I suppose. But like at the same time. <laughs> she's not in the right <laughs> by that one <laughs> she has to accept that she's white and accept that there's a privilege that comes with it um, but I like that because call me beige <laughs> <laughs> yeah and also I think the privilege that she gets from being white probably doesn't end if people stop calling her white to be fair from yeah. the like the six second TikTok the idea that I got <laughs> of it was more like her being like I disown my own colour I think yeah, I think she probably was in that space of like I know that I get privilege from it but just I don't associate with those folk anymore more of that kind of vibe Yeah, I don't think she was like I don't know Yeah, she was probably like, like it you. was a six second TikTok so like she was didn't have the time to go into how she's acknowledging that white privilege exists and uh, that black lives matter and that she knows that white people take advantage of the privilege that they have Um. But often without knowing that she's doing it because it was, again, a six second of TikTok. So we are kind of looking too far into this <laughs> little <Yeah>. tidbit. <laughs> I think the best thing we can do is pull up the TikTok. January 2022, when okay. we're talking about America again, we'll get that TikToker on the podcast <laughs> as a special Explain. guest. And we'll ask her specifically. <laughs> so we'll, if we'll you're listening, six reach out. <laughs> Reach play the six seconds and be like, please first. explain this second by second. <laughs> <laughs> the thought process. You got more on the topic, Kate? Um, of national identity? Yeah. Well, yes, I do. Um, so I was thinking about, well, how do you know what a country's national identity is? And I came with, with the idea that there's two different ways 
of knowing. So one is the official way that like the kind of rules that official America has written for itself. And you can see that within the Constitution. But obviously, I didn't have enough time uh, to go into that. So I looked at the symbols and I only looked at basically one. I looked at the motto. <laughs> I think the motto is really interesting. So does anyone know the American motto? Uh, is it like freedom, liberty and I- Justice or something? <laughs> Fraternity or something? That's the French one. Boys. Oh. Uh, all that's coming to mind is from sea to shining sea, but I know that's just a line in their yeah. na- anthem. Yeah. So I also thought it was going to be something around freedom, like um, the land of the free. That's what I associate with yeah. America. Yeah. Land of the free, home of the brave. No, the motto is, in God we trust. Oh, yes, Maybe. I have heard this, yeah. How weird is that? So weird. So I looked into it. <laughs> Their old unofficial motto that was that they had from basically like the start of the state until yeah. 1956 was e pluribus unum. Yeah. Which, which means, means out of many one. Oh, okay. So that's, that's a way better. That's yeah, nice. it's yeah, way like cooler. Yeah. Um, and it's on. It's still on their coat of arms. I think it's still on most of the coins. Um, and they changed that in 1950. They changed it in 1956, and I can hear you say, why would you change such a cool motto in 1956? Yes, this is the 50s, um, and I didn't do history, so I couldn't <laughs> come to this conclusion on my own, but you should know. Oh, Why America changed their motto? Yeah. What happened in the 50s? Oh, was it the boom? Was it the boom, it after, um, the boom. after World War Two? In America, like, like notoriously, Europe was shattered after World War Two, mostly because we were just rebuilding. But America kind of joined at the end and didn't really, apart from Pearl Harbor, didn't really suffer many casualties or like many structural issues from war. So was it like, uh, oh gosh, we're we're such a great country, everything's going great, this is fantastic, and you know who you know who we have to thank for this? <laughs> the big man upstairs. Is, is that it? No, that's no. a really good explanation. Yeah. History and stuff. Yeah. Everything was going great for America. Um in the fifties was the Cold War. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically they were like, oh fucking the Soviets, they're all about atheism and stuff. We want to not be about communism, so we're gonna reinforce the religious side of us. Okay. So atheism so that's, that's equals communism changed. now, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they, they were kind of opposed state atheism. Um, so they're like, we're going to change our thing to In God We Trust. Um, and then they got brought to court because they were like, hey, we have freedom of religion here. You shouldn't be allowed to change the national motto to In God We Trust. Mm-hmm. But actually, there's a thing called accommodationism that's um, used in court in America. That's okay. like, as long as it's not coercive and all the religions are treated equally, it's totes fine. No problem. So it's because they're not specifying which god they trust in. Yeah. It's fine. And it's not making you do anything. So. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't count. Um, fine. Whatever. But, <laughs> but 90% of Americans support In God We Trust. Even wow. Even though their old one was much cooler. They probably don't 90%. know the old one, so. Yeah. Well, it's on their little coin thing. Not little coin. I'm sure it's Just... a normal sized coin. Sorry, America. <laughs> Do you read your coins? Or just their coins? It's on their coins. It's it's the E Pluribus Unum. And I remember the only time I ever noticed this was in Community, which you guys might remember. The show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know when Community have to design their school flag? Yeah. Mm. 
and it's a load of arrows in a pink circle it's an representing anus. An, em- an image yeah and it says <laughs> e pluribus anus is the, the oh. school oh but yeah. it's meant to be a noose isn't it oh a noose possibly yeah yeah <laughs> it literally means out of many anus huh <laughs> that's that's quite fun um, what you were saying about coercion and stuff, and they're allowed to have In God We Trust as their national motto because it's not coer- coer- coercive. Coercive. Co- coercive, yeah. You know the way like everyone has to stand for the national anthem and like kneel down for the... If, if you're like, I don't know. Some, some people stand, some people kneel. I know that's a big thing if you don't kneel down. Maybe oh, if you're yeah. a player on the pitch, you have to yeah. do something. Anyway, you have to do a thing when the thing happens. Yeah. Uh, when when they say when they say the anthem, you have to either stand or kneel or whatever the story is. Yeah. Obviously, you don't have to. Yeah, it's not legal. But is there something religious in their national anthem? Like, does it reference God in, in any way? And if it does, it's definitely you're not forced to do it, but you're definitely kind of pushed to do it, or else you'll get a lot of backlash. People will be looking at you and giving out and stuff. So isn't that kind of coercive I think legally um, coercive is going to be the thing that they'll be brought up in court yeah. I know what you're saying it's like a social coercion thing yeah, but you can yeah. say that about lots of stuff yeah. it's, it's, it's the same argument about free speech where people are like oh my free speech rights have been in, impinged upon Tattered. because I'm not allowed on Twitter, Twitter. <laughs> on every social media platform anymore but as long as it's not the state enforcing it then it doesn't infringe on your mm. uh, I was really hoping words. that you were going to say that um, your freedom of speech was impeached and then make the <laughs> 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 Fun, excellent segue. I actually have no idea if impinged is a real word. I think I meant to say infringed. Infringed, yeah, yeah I think infringed. that's like Yeah, your yeah. personal freedoms it's are infringed. Infringed. Is that a thing? It's definitely probably a thing. Alexa, it feels, what feels does right. impinged mean? Is Alexa allowed to be on the podcast? Impinged is a form of the verb impinge, which is usually defined as to make an impression. Oh. Effect oh. Well, oh. effect or impact. Oh. Feel like okay. Okay. Alexa, yeah. stop. She's just going on. Yeah. <laughs> could you hear that, Luke? Yeah, I could hear it. Is she allowed oh, to be, like be now... on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to pay royalties to Bezos. I know. Oh. Well, she probably needs the money. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the out of um, many one, yeah. I thought that was like a general oh society all of us together make one nation kind of thing and it kind of yeah. is but it comes from um the 13 colonies which were made up of six nationalities did you know this no no ireland is one of the six nations that are thought to have made up america oh yeah yeah what you knew that never heard that before i would have thought british spanish french Portuguese. yeah but like there was a lot of irish no. in um england at the time because we would have been considered British, I think. Ex- yeah. No, asterisks on that one. Yeah, yeah, not sure. In the 1800s, 1700s, yeah. Yeah, so it was England, Scotland, Ireland, Holland, France, and Germany. Portugal discovered America, and they're not included in the nations they that were made up America. South America. Columbus, he, he discovered India, didn't he? <laughs> 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 St. Brendan discovered America. St. Brendan? Did you not learn that in school? No. no. St. Brendan discovered America. And then just didn't tell anyone about it until... <laughs> oh, there was some idea that there's Owen stones on Newfoundland. 
This I haven't looked this up. I remember I was told this in primary school, and I was being a complete smart artist one time, just the one time. And someone said, <laughs> "Who discovered America?" And I was like, "Ha, ah, it's Saint Brendan." And they were like, "No, you idiot." <laughs> <laughs> Saint Brendan discovered America, well, according to my primary school teacher. According to Irish primary school. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Which is run by Could the Catholic tough. Church. In case anyone's uh, <laughs> curious about that one. Yeah. Um, but what's really fun about the 13 colonies is that yeah. they were all hanging out trying to colonize America um, and they were kind of getting pissed off with the Brits because the Brits were taking all their money and stuff uh, because they were running an economic system called mercantilism merchantism merchantism, okay. merchantism? Yeah. that makes sense yeah. um, which is all about maximizing the exports from the country that you're colonizing and minimizing what they can import Um, and they see it as like a zero-sum game where they don't want any country to benefit because that would equal their loss yeah that kind of an idea and then because of that the 13 colonies were kind of getting pissed off and they were like let's just work together instead of working with the brits and they were like yeah let's do that and they had like this shared sense of identity and that made them to like come together and call for no taxation without representation and yeah. that's what led to America, which I think is really cool because um, that idea is still going on. And when I heard that phrase, no taxation about representation, I was like, definitely heard that before. Mm. Yes. And it was reused by the suffragettes in the 1860s to get women to have the vote. That's cool. It's also used by the District of Columbia yeah. um, because they have no representation in fuck. Is the Congress a House of Representatives? District of Columbia. Yeah, the it's district of the island of. Hang on now. Hang on now. Colombia is yep. definitely Cuba. Is that because I know they they're part of this? Oh god, I'm gonna stop talking. I'm gonna stop talking. Yeah. We can always insert the right answer in post. <laughs> yeah. But what I can say <laughs> is that the District of Columbia pay taxes to the U.S. but have no legal representation in one of the big important houses. So they use this phrase, no taxation without representation. And Bill Clinton put that on the official license plate of the presidential limousine to show his support for their cause. Mm -hmm. George Bush came in, removed it. Barack Obama came in and put it back on. And then Trump came in and was like, yeah, I'm just going to leave it there, but I don't really care either way. Oh, okay. Well, that's better than taking it off, I suppose. Is it? He stands for literally nothing. He sta- he stands for making America great. <laughs> <laughs> He's done wonders for their economy. Um, um, for anyone who wants to know, Colombia, officially the Republic of Colombia, is a transcontinental country, largely in the north of South America, with territories in North America. Just a bit of an editor's note that the District of Columbia and Washington, D.C. are the same thing. Uh, Luca just googled Columbia for the next couple of minutes. We are discussing the similarities between the District of Columbia and Washington DC in the States um, when in fact they are the same thing. Cool. And what what house or place is it that they don't have um, representation? One thing at a time. Do you know? Um. <laughs> that, that's a bit of a longer I think, um, Wikipedia. I think because it's a district and this actually is a really good segue because it ties into something that I was looking up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, none, the three of us, we talk all the time, but we haven't talked about the American topics that we want to talk about, yeah. just to keep it all fresh. Um, but, so, 
that ties into obviously the capitol building and stuff like that we had planned to talk about america before like two days before that happened and we were like oh fuck we're definitely talking about america now jesus christ because we were like oh wonder if anything will happen wacky and we'll give predictions because this is being recorded on the 16th um and obviously biden is due to be sworn in I want to say on the 18th, 20th, 20th, 20th that's yeah. the one, yeah, um, so hopefully it'll be out around then, um, but, so, big drama at the DC Capitol building, Washington DC, Washington DC isn't a state, it's in the state of, I want to say Virginia, yeah, um, okay. so they have, same thing as what I'm assuming you're talking about with Columbia, um, they have very little, they don't have the same control that states have, so... The D.C. National Guard, throughout the yeah. entire raid and uh, riot and whatever, the coup that they want to... Yeah, whatever people are calling it currently, um, never got deployed. Like, w- was not deployed for that entire, like, 48 hours of drama or whatever. It was other states that had to... That took the control that Washington, D.C. doesn't have. Yeah. Because as, as far as I'm aware, other states have the power kind of over their own National Guard. Okay. But Washington, D.C., has to go to I'm gonna say the White House and be like, hey, we need to do this because the White House is in DC and they are kind of the controlling thing of that. And you know, for reasons unknown currently, uh, the request for the National Guard prior to the events and during the events um, were denied. And I think it's fun that that's probably something to do with the sim- similar with Columbia not able to bring in, uh, yeah, not not no taxation without representation. Yeah. Not having specific controls. So even though they're like parts of America, they're not in the same way. Like they're they're under different rules. And that's interesting. Going into the old um the old motto for America and stuff like that is like, oh, altogether one. Mm. Yeah. It's like Animal Farm in the sense of like, oh, some are more equal than others. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fucking bringing it all in. Well done. <laughs> yeah. But I I think that's um yeah. That's interesting. And also, yeah, so, like, DC were like, hey, can you send the National Guard, please? And then yeah. they were like, nah. So then eventually, like, I'm going to say the surrounding states and all of the specific states uh, sent their National Guard in. But, like, okay. by the at the point, it was all over, I'm really surprised that the National Guard is not a national system and that it's state by state. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, it's just the... the div- again, uh, you know... Could be wrong, uh, yep. Could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 the way I understand the National Guard is just the army platoon or division. It's the army lads that are there in case the Russians set, like attack tomorrow. That they don't have to move their guys out of every country that has oil in the world. <laughs> I might have to cut that out. <laughs> um, they don't have to bring all their army back. It's just they're always in the States. So like they're the kind of the, the defense force, essentially. But I think there's one in every state. And I think the specific states have specific control over their own their national own guards yeah. except yeah. for districts or yeah like the district yeah. of columbia or the Dist- district of washington dc that's really interesting because for me the district of columbia makes sense because it's like outside of the land mass of the u.s mm. i yeah. think asterisk yeah it is yeah it's um so to have it, a district within a state is bizarre to me yeah i think it's to do with the white house and the capitol building and everything being there um i Definitely, I need to watch Hamilton a few more times before yeah, I'm sure. My... I'm glad someone wife. finally mentioned it. It was in my head the whole time Kate was talking. About. <laughs> uh, once we start talking about the 1700s, we're like 1770. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, as, as far as I know, it's something to do with the like one state uh, again. Could be completely wrong, but it seem it sounds right that it would have to do with a certain state not having control over the area where all the government is. It's like a neutral zone, and there's a lot of um, calls even before this. Actually, back when there was protests, and then the National Guard were called to break up the peaceful protests so that Trump could take a picture in front of a church. Um, around then was when the kind of thing came back up being like hey this wouldn't happen if washington dc was his own state this is reminding me a lot of the um the pluto argument (laughs) trying to get pluto into being a planet status (laughs) 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 yeah is that anything is we can cut out all the awkward silences there's no awkward silences yeah only silences (laughs) <laughs> the only other part i have yes the, the very start uh, where i started with the idea of the motto was that i was uh, very quickly looking up facts about america yeah. saw the um in god we trust thing and was like oh my god that's so interesting what the hell is ireland's motto ireland doesn't have oh. a motto some of the suggested mottos um and this is the first one i saw was um void vesser. I probably fucked that up, but it means sworn to be free, and it's in our anthem. And I thought it was really funny how America, which is the land that I associate with freedom, yeah. their motto is a Christian thought. idea, essentially. Essentially, and yeah. Ireland's motto, which internationally I think would be known as a very Catholic country, mm. their motto would be about freedom, and that was a nice swaparoo. Uh, but it turns out, sworn to be free is not the Irish motto, or even the unofficial one. It was on Answers.com, and no one else thinks it, except whoever posted oh. that. <laughs> 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 uh, this um, volume is not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, other uh, suggested mottos are Era Good Joe, which I'd never heard before. What's that mean? It means Ireland is forever. Um, the other okay. one was Cade Melafolgia, which I, I like. I would vote for that. That sounds good. And there was, Did you know that Ireland had seven years of um, independence in 1642? Wait, Ireland did what in 1642? Ireland was an independent country for seven, for seven years. years in 1642. <laughs> what? Yeah, 1642 right. to 1649. Seems like something um, to do. <laughs> I think it was... Oh, I'm not going to say because I'm not sure about that. But the motto at that time was the Irish united for God, king and country. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But more comparable to America, after the French Revolution, um, there was a group called the United Irishmen who were fighting for independence again. um, And they were going with equality. It is new. It is new, strong and shall be heard, which I don't know. (laughs) It's it's got equality. That's good. Yeah. but better than that, in 2014, the journal did um, an article on slogans of the world. Mm. Yeah. And they asked people to, to comment on what they think Ireland's new one should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and the number one comment was, not as shite as Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Which I realise I wrote as um, Wales the animal, but no, they meant Wales the country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the second comment was Ireland great bunch of lads which I really liked yeah okay, I like that one yeah. um, but Luxembourg's official one is we want to stay what we are ah yeah well, that's kind of nice leave us alone everybody yeah. <laughs> please don't the logistical question that's kind of going off of um, the America topic but who were who are we um i know i'm so sorry luke i've, ru- I've ruined the podcast <laughs> no more only cans 
Um, who who was in control of the independent Ireland in 1642? Oh, so I wasn't going to say because I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure it was the Catholic Church. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That explains the motto yeah. anyway. Once it wasn't the Celts. <laughs> the who? So, do you have anything else? No, you're. Go ahead. It's oh, actually no, I do have one. Um, my oh. last piece is yeah. that because um, in God we trust, and the other one, e pluribus unum, is on the coin. Um, in two thousand and seven. They, uh, there was a minting issue and the um, the dollar coin didn't have either of those slogans on it so it was known as the godless dollar huh oh yeah. interesting are they now worth more than a dollar I've no idea I should have looked that up they probably are oh that'd be a good thing if you want to send us a godless dollar <laughs> <laughs> click the link in the description for a P.O. box <laughs> we're not going to have a P.O. box we're not going to have a P.O. box no mm. not for a long yeah. time just send it to Luke's house. It's yeah. uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I. It's basically one topic, but it's split into three parts. All of it's COVID related. Um, cool. So the first part is looking at COVID related with LGBTQ community and like different effects on that. Okay. So the first one's an article from the Journal of Adolescent Health. It was called "Stress and Anxiety Inequalities Among U.S. College Students in the Time of COVID-19." Do I want to name all the people? No, I don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with all the names there. They, I'm sure they're great. I'll put the first person, Lindsay Till Hoyt. She was the main one involved. Um, so the way they did it was targeted advertising on Instagram for an age range of 18 to 22 year olds. Uh, total participants ended up as 707 people. And that, yeah, don't feel like that's representative of the entire United States, but still we'll go with it. Uh, so this first one is actually split quite well. I was very impressed with the way they did it, but it was um, they split first. Uh, like people got to self-identify by their race, their gender, and by their sexuality. Okay. So for like race, like uh, for white people, we had fifty-four point three percent. Black people was very small, five point two percent. Asian, Asian, Asian American, or Pacific Islander was twenty point four percent. Hispanic eight point nine. Mixed race was ten point one. Yeah, they did like a good variety on it. And then for gender as well, they did a good variety. One part that confuses me where they have like women 61%, uh, men 34.4%. They have non-binary, gender queer, gender non-conforming altogether as 2.8%. For some reason, then they have trans man 1.4%. And then the last one is different identity 0.4%. What was the second last one there? Trans man. And they left out trans women, which I'm like, that's an odd choice. It could be because there was no trans women. I think, yeah, because I think it was, uh, they got to self-identify. It was a fill-in rather than like a tick the box. Cool. Mm. Um, well, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, so people put down trans man, but no one put down trans woman at any point. Um, or different identity. I don't know if it's in that category they didn't explain. And then sexuality, they had a lot of them as well. They had hetero or straight, which was 71.2%. There's too many straights. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm getting from the statistics <laughs> this part where I found interesting bisexual was 12.6 and then they put gay and lesbian together and that was only 6.8 wow yeah Yeah. I would have thought that would be a lot higher and I 
I think it's like that. Have you heard of uh, buy a razor? No. Or like a razor in general for like different kind of things. Oh, is that are they trying to say like buy people aren't real people? They're just gay people or straight people who are confused. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah. Buy razor. Buy a razor. Buy a razor. Buy buy a razor or buy. Oh, so like buy erasure. Buy erasure. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> And we'll put that up for the proper spelling for everyone to get it. <laughs> um, yeah, so they like a lot of people would say that it's not a real thing. Um, that you're either one or the other, and a lot of it's do like if they get into a relationship, people will view it as they're into the gender of the other person that they're in the relationship with. Mm. But they go uh, they like go beyond it. that. Then there's like they have queer two point four questioning as a separate one, three point four pansexual oh. as two point one, and asexual as one point one. So, like, they really did cover the whole smorgasbord that they have here. And then for the actual statistics, though, they just clumped it all together then because <laughs> they changed their mind. <laughs> uh, can I, before we get into the actual statistics of it, can I ask a question in regards to those sex, yeah. the sexuality numbers? Yeah. So if you identify as someone who's, we'll say, gay, what's the difference between identifying as gay and identifying as queer? Uh, so queer is kind of used as an umbrella term. Um, it's more general. You can kind of, like, even I would use it as, instead of saying LGBTQ+, um, you can just kind of be, like, the queer community because that does kind of cover everyone. Cool. And it covers, yeah, like, it covers gender and sexuality. Like, they had it in the sexuality part, like, gender queer. Um, it's like, yeah, it just covers the whole umbrella and it's a nice word to use. So in the... Um in the, the list being like, oh, I'm gay, I'm bi, I'm straight, or whatever, saying I'm queer, what do they actually mean by that? Do they mean just not straight? It could just be anything, and yeah. they're not being specific, is it? Yeah, the gender idea, the idea, gender idea, the general idea, <laughs> um, is that they're not straight or they're not cis, or they're not either. And, and cis is just the... You're the uh, gender that you were assigned at birth. Cool. Cool. Um... Or you identify as the gender that you assigned about. So then, yeah, the actual statistics then. Um, it, so it was looking at perceived stress and anxiety disorders. So it found that, they, yeah, this is where they shove things together. Women and trans and gender diverse were thrown into one category for some reason. Oh, oh wait, no, it was women what? and then it was trans and gender diverse. Oh, okay. Mm. All sexual minorities against hetero. Um, and then the races were kind of kept pretty evenly. Um, but yeah, it was kind of interesting. So for perceived stress, so this is like self-perceived stress that they have, um, that they identified in the surveys. It was men obviously were less than women. Um, they were also less than trans and gender diverse. And it was a statistically significant <laughs> to a 99% confidence interval, which was pretty cool. The stress was lower in men. It was lower in heteros and it was lower in white people. Um, own, yeah, the only kind of part that like really stood out was actually the race part of it, where it was only different between white and Asian people. For... What do you mean by it was only different between white and Asian people? There was no difference between white and black people. White and black people for perceived stress and anxiety disorders. Well, it, there was a difference, but it wasn't statistically significant. Okay. Um, and even with the white and Asian, it was only to a 90% confidence interval, which is hmm. not, not great. Like, general standard Especially, is, like, 95 and up, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, so but like I'm, especially because there were such small numbers for different yeah. ethnicities. There was mostly white people in that study. Yeah, so I would have thought it'd be more, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it, like it was interesting. I liked the way that they did the survey in terms of that they did kind of cover all the bases. The results were exactly what you'd expect, though. <laughs> Although the one for um, men being more stressed than women, is that right? No, no, women were. Oh, sorry, women are more stressed than men. I wonder, is that more to do with um, women would be more likely to claim that they're stressed or like have the language around stress to know that they're stressed? Like men could yeah. be stressed, but just not self-aware. That's or Yeah, that's a valid point. What they kind of explained... Um, and they kind of explained in the following paper for explaining the sexual minorities versus hetero um, was kind of like to do with domestic abuse and to do with like your family situation. Okay. Um, and that was a number of the reasons that like women were suffering from higher levels of stress or perceived stress and anxiety disorders. Um, but yeah, the second paper then, it was again, Journal of Adolescent Health. It was mental health needs among uh, LGBT college students during the COVID-19 pandemic. It was another online survey. They're really bad at getting people to do the online surveys. They got 477 people. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and that's in a published journal. It's in a published journal, yeah. That's At least interesting. one thing I'll say, well, I, actually, I, this confuses me more. They um, did targeted advertising and they got in contact with LGBT uh, organizations from the campuses of 254 colleges. But they only got 477 <laughs> responses. And so I'm like, like that means you got two people per college. Yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> well done, guys. Um, but the results were interesting enough. It was. Uh, 45.7% of LGBT students have immediate families uh, that do not support or know of their identity. Gee. And oh, then is that 47%? 45.7. So basically, 50, like half. And then yeah. 60% of the students uh, were experiencing distress, anxiety, and depression. But that could just be students in general, to be honest. Was that um, <laughs> of just LGBT people answering that survey? Or was it... Just LGBT, so a lesbian, gay, bi... Trans, uh, trans can kind of cover non-binary and everything as well, um, but okay. it, it, they didn't really dive into it. They weren't really clear, but they only got four hundred seventy-seven people to do it as well. So that's not a great survey, but uh, yeah, the fifty percent was interesting because even out of like four hundred seventy-seven, that's like no <laughs> one from every college apparently um, <laughs> as a median family that do not support or know of their identity. I feel like putting the two together was a bad idea. They should have separated it out into do not support yeah. and no because it'd be an yeah, issue yeah they feel like different things they are yeah very different issues but I, yeah I suppose like if they're not out there might be a reason that they're not out and their family doesn't know so it kind yeah. of plays mm -hmm. into it so I yeah I have two more topics they're both COVID related the second one is COVID and race which we kind of touched on in the first paper but th this one's a lot more interesting and it leads on into the third one as well because the third one's kind of race related before you move on, can I say um, one thing that I think is super interesting is that it's the Journal of Adolescence and it was college students. And I feel like, are young people yeah. getting older? <laughs> or old people are getting younger? Like, I've noticed this as well in Ireland where young people are defined as 0 to 24. I wouldn't have ever thought that before. Mm -hmm. Like, you're, you're entitled to a lot of supports. Or there are a lot of supports as a young person up to the yeah. age of 24. Mm. So... That's mad. Well, I, I think, yeah, I think like because the world is changing to the point where you need to go to third level college in the same way that you would go to school. 
that it's getting to the yeah. point that by the time that you're expected to actually be in the workforce is getting at a later age. The other thing I want to say is about um, how often do you do surveys? How often when you do see you... a research survey like come up in your email? Oh, how often do I do them? Oh, never. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really bad for it. Like, I do on occasion. Mm. Oh, I don't do the Facebook ones. I do like the ones that email to the UCC. The UCC uh, email account, yeah. But I think it would be like, do you know, if you just get like a, an ad essentially, be like, hey, take this survey and you'll win a, a 10 euro voucher for Amazon or whatever. Yeah. I think that's different to someone like contacting the college and contacting the LGBTQ plus communities of the colleges being like, hey, do this survey for us. And like two people per college. But like it. UCC, like within my own department, would ha- send out a lot of emails all yeah. throughout the year. And mm. I always wonder who is it that's doing the surveys? Because you, you get hundreds of them every year. Yeah. I, I, yeah, like from the email ones, I only do, I'd say like one or two a year when I'm like, they really just catch me in the right mood. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do this survey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, because they, they did targeted advertising for the two that I was looking at. Um, like, I, that wouldn't work. I wouldn't do it off of social media unless it was coming from, like, maybe, yeah, as David was saying, an LGBT organization that I was following. If they were like, oh, yeah. we'll do, there's a survey that's being done, then I would do it. If it's just advertising, like, not a chance would I do it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's only if it's, like, a person I know is like, oh, my friend is doing this for college. Do you mind doing it? I'll do that. Yeah. But if I saw an ad on Instagram, I'd be like... No thanks, Zuckerberg. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Not today, Almost Mark. Almost got me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so COVID and race, it, it's actually, yeah, topic two and three are kind of the same. Um, but yeah, so the first one, it's from American Public Media, APM Research Lab. Uh, it was an article called The Color of Coronavirus, 2020 Year in Review. Um, so it's just looking at mortality rate uh, by different races. In America, so we have June 9th, twenty twenty. Um, it's COVID deaths per one hundred thousand. You know that statistic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're yeah. looking up today, actually. Yeah. I don't know what that means. So, like, I have the numbers here, and <laughs> the way I'm going to do it is just like this number's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for, as of June 9th in twenty twenty, uh, in America, it was sixty-two deaths per one hundred thousand for Black people, uh, thirty-seven per hundred thousand for Indigenous. Uh, 29 per 100,000 for Latinx and oh yeah these are kind of the same 27 deaths per 100,000 for white or Asian so then December 8th 2020 who do you think is the highest? December 2020 is it? yeah basically yeah Um, oh I'm gonna go with oh the fact that you asked I'm thinking Latinx (laughs) nope Um, um I'm going to guess yeah. white. No. 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 <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> no, I thought, because the fact that you asked, I thought, like, oh, there's True a lot question. of rallies going on and, like, the campaign oh, yeah. trail and stuff. Oh, and I was good. like, oh, that one, they all, like, clammed together. That will lead into my topic number three. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it, it, I was kind of leading on because it wasn't black people, but it's indigenous people at 133 oh. per 100,000. Jesus. Uh, black were then next Is... at 124 per 100,000. And then down at the very bottom was Asian with 51.6. White was just above that. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's increased no matter what way you look at it anyway. Like oh, yeah, almost double for, everyone. for yeah. most, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it doubled for all of them, except for Indigenous went up. Uh, maths, three, four, uh, three and a half old. <laughs> Jesus. What was the explanation for that? 
Um, oh, so theirs wasn't providing explanations. It was just, uh, these are the numbers. Here you are. Enjoy. Do what you want. <laughs> yeah. I suppose uh, they did. Could. Yeah. So they did say, because um, this was kind of just a comment that they made, that they were like, oh, we don't have an explanation for this. But if we were going to make any assumptions, they say like the uneven racial pattern, racial patterning around who has safer jobs, paid sick days, uncrowded yeah. homes, private transportation, healthcare access, um, and a bunch of other crap. Like they were like, there's a number of different reasons that could be affecting this. We didn't look into it, but here's oh. the data. <laughs> mm. Was this cases per hundred thousand or deaths per hundred thousand? Yeah. Uh, deaths. Yeah, it's looking at mortality only. Some reason. Do we know if they have um, a larger, older population? I know that was a factor for Italy's yeah. death rate. Um, they said that, yeah, that was a big thing if you account for age. Like, uh, they were all still, the minorities were still having higher cases, particularly oh, yeah, when you look yeah. at, like, the percentage of their population, um, which, do I go into that? No, I don't. Oh, but no, they it... didn't, didn't bother looking at the age overall. <laughs> okay. Because it, it could also be a statistical error in terms of um, if the indigenous population is much smaller than all the other groups, um, it'll just come up as being more per 100,000. The same way is it San Antonio or not San Antonio San Marino? Yeah. It's coming up as the place with the most coronavirus cases, but that doesn't mean that it's really yeah. bad there. It's just a really small place. So basically there's 60% of America is white 80% okay. is Lat- Latinx essentially um, yeah, Latinx or Hispanic um, yeah. Black or African American is thirteen point four percent. Asian is five point nine percent, and Indonesian not Indonesian. Fuck, Kate, shut up. <laughs> well, what's that? Indigenous um, <laughs> is like less than a percent. Yeah. Oh wow. So okay. That, then, that's yeah, going to massively get overrepresented. Yeah. So okay, even like excluding that, then so black would be at the highest again. Yeah. So so the way it goes is um, white, Hispanic, and Latina. Uh, Latinx, um, black or African American, Asian, two or more races, and then Native Americans and Alaska Natives together are together make up one point three percent. So there's more people in America that are a mix of two races, yeah, or more than there are Native Americans and Alaska Natives together. Yeah, and then Native Hawaiians and other Pacific Islanders are zero point two percent. So even though your statistics oh. were per capita, it would yeah. still get it, it would seem like there's way more going on there because they'd have to multiply it by so much. Yeah, okay, yeah. So that would make sense. It's it's basically percent, but if they did it in percent, it would the number would be too small for people to understand. Like it would be Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it's like instead of saying sixty two per hundred thousand, the percent would be like zero point zero 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 six two and people would go, Oh, that's fine. And that's yeah. what they're doing. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. I literally looked it up this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was it's wondering as I was reading it, and I was like, oh, I just couldn't be guys looking it up though. Yeah. <laughs> um okay, so then technically moving on to topic three, which is Black Lives Matter plus COVID. So I have two parts on that. The first part is just kind of like I found an article by the Washington Post. Um it was called Fatal Force. 989 people have been shot and killed by police in the past year. So it's apparent. Yeah. So if I go here, I'm going to name these three because I feel like I should name them for this one. Uh, it was Julie Tate, Jennifer Jenkins and Stephen Rich were the research and reporting team for it. So apparently the Washington Post began to 
uh, log every fatal shooting by an armed duty police officer in the US from 2015 onwards. So this was following, in 2014, Michael Brown, an unarmed black man, was killed by police in Ferguson, Missouri. Uh, the posted an investigation that found that the FBI undercounted fatal police shootings by more than half. Jesus. Um, yeah. And oh, this is the best part. Because reporting by police departments is voluntary and many fail to do so. Fuck. <laughs> so that's ridiculous. So yeah, the post started just recording it from themselves from 2015 onwards. This is only shootings, but they split it up here then into uh, by race. Uh, so we have... Rate of shootings was nearly 1,000 every year. So, like, 2020 was 989. The past couple of years, the past four years other than that were roughly the same. In terms of numbers, I didn't take those down because the numbers put white at the highest. So the way they did it to kind of show, like, oh, but, like, just because the numbers of white people is higher, when you consider the population um, yeah. for the different races, it's different. So they did it, like, uh, per million. Yeah, so, and it's over for the five years. So, like, black was at the highest with 34 per million. Um, Hispanic was next at 25 per million. And then it was white at 14 per million. Yeah, that's about right. Do you remember when the protests were going on, people were like, I can't believe that people are out protesting while we have a pandemic going on. So I decided to look up if, like, there was anything from that. Um, Mm. So this is from the Journal of Public Health. Uh, It was posted up, it's in press corrected proof so it's been corrected it's just being uh waited to be published so it is legit um, <laughs> so uh it was called black lives matter protests and covid19 cases uh relationship in two databases so they checked two da- databases against each other to see what was it yeah case rates following it uh so in the 22 days after the killing of george floyd i don't know where they got these numbers from but there were apparently 326 counties across the US participating in 868 protests. Did you know that the states are broken down into counties? I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't think of it like that. Um, yeah. I think I only... Orange County. That's all I think. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I okay. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I only know that because of watching the election stuff this year. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Oh, what, what's Jefferson County going to do? Oh, my God, oh they yeah. They normally swing blue, but will they be swung? <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what in my head I'm always like, oh, but like Ireland's the only one of counties. Like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, apparently 326 counties. They did it three weeks after the protests. So three weeks after Floyd's death and then three weeks after that again. So the median case rate at week three was uh, 0.0049 uh, in protest counties. And they tested this against control counties. So any counties that didn't have any protests. Uh, oh, interesting. Was, yeah, so that's the way they did it. And we'll point out the flaws of that later. That yeah. They pointed out themselves. <laughs> cool. That versus, so 0.00, I'm just going to say 49 versus 41 <laughs> to make it easier. Okay. Um, they found that this was statistically significant. Um, so the increase could be related to the protest. It's correlation rather than causation, though. And yeah. they did this. So when I was reading it, they did. there's one line here. It's quite long. But I really liked how it ended. Um, so it was, while the protest as a whole had a small but statistically significant increase in the counties they took place in, as it was only a maximum of 120th, the median initial case rate at week three, um, it can be safely it can safely be considered societally insignificant. I was like, societally is not a word, but 
Go for it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Which was, yeah, basically they're saying that it is correlation rather than causation. The increase in these counties could have been because they're actually larger counties as well that they were looking at. The majority of the ones that had protests. Um, there could have been a number of reasons this could have happened even if the protests didn't occur and there's no way of confirming it. And they said the actual viewed increase that is there, even if it was caused by the protest, it's not a big number in any sense or any form. Like there's no actual impact from that. The death rate is not increasing that much from it. Which I was like, that's nice. I like that. I like that they just confirmed that like, yes, these were worthwhile. (laughs) I actually, yeah, I feel like... even if it did increase, I feel like the the principle is more important. Yeah, which is why they were saying like it's societally, it's insignificant because the benefits of it outweigh this minor negative. Which I'm really surprised they were allowed to publish in a journal. That seems yeah. like um, quite a bias to be publishing. Mm. Well, I think it's like they're able to explain it being like the growth rate was only one twentieth the median initial rate. Like it's only a five percent increase. Um, over something that people were complaining that it's going to make the numbers skyrocket. And they're like, no, nope, yeah. it didn't. So we can, it's a statistically significant change, yeah. but it's an insignificant change by every other point of In terms of numbers. Of yeah. But I really feel like the, the COVID impact isn't a side because the the general principle is just that much more important. Oh, yeah. So and like, even if it did, I'd still be like, I'm happy enough that that happened anyway. Mm. That's like, yeah, that's what I was looking for. Um, It was just the fact that I was actually able to find a scientific journal that confirmed it. I was like, oh, wow, really? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank you. But yeah, it was just, I felt it would be remiss to mention America without bringing up the Black Lives Matter protests. Mm. Yeah. And I'm surprised that hasn't been in like mainstream media to be like, oh, even though the protests happened, the the impact was only this much. Oh, because that's some, that doesn't make good news, Kate. Um. Do you have your final segment? Yes, I do. So um, I'll start with the um, as like a nice little segue, which is really handy that I've got to talk about things directly off the backs of both of your um, topics. Is uh, I also did a little bit on George Floyd because I kind of focus mostly on what's oh. happened in the last um, year, couple of days with the US. Oh, yeah. Um, and one thing that I remember seeing like the night of the Capitol riot was people being like, "This happened." And so far, 14 people have been arrested. Just let that sink in for a minute. Uh, only 14 people have been arrested. Compare yeah. this to the George Floyd, George Floyd protests. Um, that's ridiculous. Outrageous numbers. So I decided to look into it. Um, and I could only find, like, speci- like, so in terms of the numbers of people arrested during the George Floyd protests, I could only find over the first week, because it was such a longer one, yeah. Um, but 480 people were arrested in Minneapolis during the first week of the George Floyd protests. Um, Jesus. Compared to however many people were actually, you know, taking part or whatever, I couldn't get those statistics. Yeah. Um, but 480 people were arrested over the first week. As of the Capitol riot, there is 100 arrests and 300 suspects currently under investigation by the FBI. Now, I was expecting the i don't know what i was expecting i was expecting to be like oh my god gosh that is a really much lower number of arrests and everything Mm. like that um but like i think it's probably about right which i'm happy to see like 480 over the course of a week versus 
a hundred confer about a hundred confirmed arrests currently um, yeah. over like one massive event. I think that's like even though a hundred arrests is lower, and I'm not condoning what happened obviously in the capital or anything like that, but even though it's a hundred arrests, it did only ha- could take place over the course of a couple of hours. Yeah. Versus a week. And even though the hun- even though the capital riots were a lot more violent. like inv- invasive and yeah. violent then yeah. the George Floyd ones, they did last a lot sh- less time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so I, like, yeah. I, I was expecting, uh, and here's another issue with systemic racism and stuff like that, but I, it actually, to me anyway, it looks about right. That's a very spicy take. Yeah. Well, but, I think, like, David's just, yeah, because like, uh, there's a point that I want to make in the sense that riot on... What what do we call it? What was it? The attack on the capital? The riot on the capital? Insurrection? Coup? Is that... <laughs> it's like there's a lot of um, and I have stuff on why people are calling it an insurrection and a coup in a minute. Okay, um, I'll just call it the riot for now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So like the the difference is that like the protests most of the time were um, peaceful until the police came back with too greater force that kind of led people to actually defend themselves. Um, rather than what happened the riot in the capital which was very much these people were rioting these were people who were hoping to do damage or hoping to get inside mm. um so the arrest should have been higher in that sense but i get what you're saying as well where like the numbers aren't what we expected where it was going to be like oh there was 10 people arrested from this because they were white <laughs> yeah um so it is good to hear that there was more than what i would have thought as well mm. so i'll give you that I oh. withhold judgment until we see like what happens with those arrests. Yeah, that's and that uh, yeah, another point as well. Because um, I, I think it, it sounds good to say, oh, there was 100 arrests, but you, like, you can arrest someone and then let them off with a caution. Yeah, so mm. convictions will be another number that we need to look at. Yeah. Later. Yeah, yeah Next year. and that's, a, that's another thing like that we can look back on when the dust has settled, I suppose, rather than just how many people were arrested in the first week. It'd be like how many people were arrested and convicted in the first week of the George Floyd versus arrested and convicted from the Capitol riots. Yeah, yeah. I would have thought as well, um, rioting on the Capitol would be a more serious crime than um, all like civil disobedience or something mm. that you might get arrested yeah. for Yeah. elsewhere. And yeah, so every, from what I gathered, Every single person that physically went inside the Capitol broke a federal law, yeah. which is like the 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 law of the USA rather than the law of Washington DC or whatever. And I think yeah. by nature they're more serious. Um, and then there's extra bits, so it's illegal to break into any government building anyway. That's a federal offense. Yeah. But I think it's also even more illegal because it was with the intent of interrupting. A vote. a vote or yeah. interfering with elected officials yeah so i think that adds on to it as well as to but, how know, many actually this, get convicted, this is all we'll see. yeah that's the thing this is also the place that people will get life in prison for a first time drug possession offense yeah yeah and you know so it's, it's really it's really hard to say um uh, the other thing i thought you said that was important is that the there was way more people at the George Floyd protests as far as I know and they did go yeah. on much longer mm. um, but as a percentage I, I assume there was at least 100 people in the capital I'm not sure do we have numbers on that? Um, I, I think so. I, yeah I, I don't have the numbers on how many people were in the crowd versus how many people actually got into yeah. the capital but I would say a couple of hundred because like immediately all of them are 
committing a crime mm. that you can be arrested for. So like a hundred percent of the people that are there not only are committing a crime, but it's also one that you can really easily identify and prove. Mm. Yeah. So you would you should expect to see a hundred percent of arrests for the people in the capital. Rather Whereas than... anyone at a protest, well, they're not doing anything illegal yeah. until something yeah. else happens as well. That's very true. Actually, I didn't think yeah. about that because like. I suppose the CCTV footage for every single person you can identify in the CCTV footage, they have broken a federal law. So I don't know if it's a fine or if it's jail time or what the story is with it. But yeah, you would expect that that should mean a hundred percent. Not only arrest but conviction. Conviction yeah. rate. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because that's that's not a. He said, she said. Yeah, it's not like up to a jury or like, I saw, you know, a police officer saying, I saw this person looting and this person refused to go home after the curfew. This is just like, here's the CCTV footage. I assume the Capitol building has CCTV. Definitely has a lot of photographers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the convictions go and that'll kind of determine. My judgment. If if we're all right, yeah, (laughs) about how it's going to (laughs) go. Yeah. Um, oh god yeah. so the other thing is um, the the riot on the capitol building was also the very first time in the mm-hmm. history of the US that the confederate flag has ever flown in the capitol building oh yeah because I've seen that during the war during the civil war they hadn't got to DC like they were yeah. held off like I think I don't know I can't remember exactly where but outside Before DC then. anyway and that yeah. was a whole thing so that was like the first alarm bell for people being like ah oh, this isn't really a riot and that's what caused people to call this more of a coup or an insurrection trying to they've gone to like the heart of the American democracy essentially mm. yeah or what they the building that represents the democracy but also you know there's the whole thing is like what's democracy for the US or what's the symbol of democracy is it the people you elect or is it the buildings themselves with yeah. the capital building riots or with the capital riots both were in the one place so they they broke into this building that to some people represents the democracy of the US with the intent of well, some of them anyway with the intent of interrupting a democratic process by endangering potentially endangering um democratically elected officials officials yeah. in the building so it's like yeah normally it's like oh you deface a statue but that's that's you know that's democracy or whatever it's like oh you attack a senator like oh that's dem-. but this is like both of them <laughs> coming together do we know what Trump had said beforehand? Because yeah. did he do like a rally beforehand? Yeah, I, so he did a rally right before. Now I don't have this in my notes, but he did a rally yeah. right beforehand that was essentially like, "Yeah, we're all really, really sad. This is terrible. Um, they're in there right now counting the votes to swear Biden in. So what we're gonna do? We're all gonna march down. We're gonna cheer on our guys that aren't gonna let this." Um, election be stolen from us and gotta admit we're not gonna be cheering on everybody you know some of them yeah. will need to be convinced uh some of them will need to you know we definitely won't be cheering some of them some of them are doing the wrong thing and gosh we shouldn't we should be angry at those people is essentially the vibe of what he said yeah um, but there was an awful lot of they're stealing this this is terrible we're patriots if we're patriots we won't go out he definitely said something about um we got we got to show force and we got to be forceful because you can't take back a country without showing power was that that's not a quote that's the vague yeah, the vague concept of what, of what he, said. he said yeah exactly like it's i'm paraphrasing but yeah. that's like the main reasoning behind and even when they'd like you know when the riots were happening 
there was a yeah. whole bit on Twitter where Trump was just tweeting, giving out about Mike Pence, and also supporting the people at the Capitol. Not supporting yeah. the violence at the Capitol, not publicly anyway, but supporting the, yeah, oh gosh, you know, because Mike Pence is doing such a terrible thing and he's not, inter- you know, he's not standing up for the American people, the patriots down at the Capitol have to do it for him, which kind of spurred yeah. on the... Yeah, I can't remember what the you tweet know, was, but there was yeah. one of them where he was just like, um, I don't support like what happened or the violence that was happening, um, but I understand the anger of these people and what brought them to do it. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's basically the same thing. So, <laughs> yeah. um, um, And also the fact that he said, I love you to all of them in a tweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the same. I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of cute. interesting. <laughs> kind of cute. Yeah. yeah, he lost his homophobic uh, voting base with that one, I think. But... <laughs> so another fun fact is it was the most direct attack on the capital of the US since 1814. Um, okay. It was previously done by British troops during the War of 1812. So that's the last time anyone got to the capital and they burnt it down. So at the rally as well, so this is kind of like oh, okay. from, so that's, that's, you know, the day or whatever. At the rally, right before the events, Rudy Giuliani also spoke. And he said um, at the rally that he wants to do a trial by combat. You know, and they were talking about, oh gosh, like this is ridiculous, this is terrible. He suggested a trial by combat, I assume between oh. Trump and Biden. It's very unclear. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that was a big lol or whatever. Obviously, in the days that followed, he was like, oh shit, that could actually get me into a bit of trouble saying trial by combat because a lot of violence happened could that be inciting violence so he came out and said um that i incited no violent response from the crowd none whatsoever is his exact he did like an interview like two days ago that was just like taken that. and he was like oh i'm worried about this i'll just say that i didn't <laughs> yeah so <laughs> so that that was it that was the vague kind of he did an interview with some whatever newspaper let's say in the states i can't remember the exact ones and he said like yeah I I, compl- I did I definitely said that I incited absolutely no violence whatsoever. He then said, uh, I, I don't know, I'll, I'll quote this. I was referencing the kind of trial that took place for Tyrion in that very famous documentary about a fictitious medieval England. So oh, yeah. Okay. So he referred to Game of Thrones as a documentary. Yeah. Which is odd. <laughs> yeah, which is fictitious odd. in the same sentence. Yeah, a fictitious documentary. Is that something that exists? That's that a probably oxymoron. does. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, well, no, because like oh, you, like you a get documentary. Document... Yeah, I suppose like, yeah, I am aren't me? Okay, yeah, fair enough. You no, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think I think the 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 essence of his quote is that he may have thought that Tyrion was a real person that existed. <laughs> I think maybe someone mentioned it to him like this will be a funny thing to say, and the kids love it. Yeah. I can't imagine he watches Game of Thrones or watched Game of Thrones. Maybe he did. Maybe, maybe he did. He's a really big, yeah. uh, maybe he's a really big fan. So that's kind of all I have in regards to, like you know, all of the shenanigans that went on in the last week. When Biden is inaugurated uh, on the twentieth, yeah. he'll be the oldest president ever, at seventy-eight. Oh yeah. Um, before that, that I, before that, it was Ronald Reagan who turned seventy-seven um, in his final year. Um, oh wow! So, do we have any predictions for what's gonna happen, or if anything's gonna happen at the inauguration? Is anything fun gonna happen? 
Lady Gaga's performing, so... Yeah, that's going to be amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who else is performing? There's uh, Jennifer Lopez, I think? Yeah, and Foo Fighters. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, Jennifer and Lady Gaga, I'm there for that. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely came out and said that he doesn't care about all of the drama going on and he'll still have his inauguration outside. Okay. So he's very much for... Oh, I forgot that it's going to be outside. Yeah, of yeah. course. Oof. Yeah. That's a very um, yeah. assassinating environment. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think all of them have um, bulletproof glass surrounding the whole thing and like snipers on every rooftop anyway. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can and they, can also, it... they can use the excuse now where they're like, oh, it's just plexiglass for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but after seeing the security in the Capitol, like I'm not, I'm not filled with confidence yeah. about their security measures like I, I would have thought like oh US state buildings are impenetrable because they'd be so guarded but clearly not but yeah do you see the pictures of so the National Guard since that happened and since the I, I would say it's probably bordering on embarrassment for the National Guard for not being there to help I would imagine well, they can't be embarrassed because it's not their fault or maybe it's whoever's in charge of sending out the National Guard we're like oh yeah we fucked up there like public opinion court of public opinion oh. um the National Guard has been sleeping in the Capitol building for the last, like, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of mm. great so They're probably photos. wrecked. They're yeah. really easy to overtake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a really good um, meme. Are we inciting violence now? <laughs> <laughs> I think the last question I have, which is really fun, okay. is Biden, oldest president ever, Yeah. really dodgy inauguration coming up, um, tensions are high in the U.S., is David what about to ask us if he's going to die? <laughs> yeah, what happens if he dies before oh, okay. the inauguration? Oh, before the inauguration? He is now the official president-elect since like the 6th or whatever. That's what they were counting when the riot, when the insurrection, yeah, yeah, yeah. coup, riot, whatever you want to call it, happened. Yeah, I know exactly what happens. Oh, you do? Yeah, a funeral. Huh. Hey. Hey, got it. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Some people right. are like... Some people are like... Uh, Kamala Harris will by default become president yeah that's what some I mean. people are like no um, all of the uh, what what are they called all of the electoral college votes have to be reassigned yeah uh, some people are like uh, they have to have another election some people are like Trump stays in so essentially no one knows um, or if they do know, I couldn't find it in my 20 minutes of googling earlier yeah. I also just realised that I saw a headline that was like uh, Trump, Biden, Harris to talk it out about blah blah blah. But I thought it meant Simon Harris. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this makes more sense. <laughs> He's done a lot for the country, in fairness to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. So, so I think that's really we just have to, he just needs to get inaugurated, and then from there it's fine, is it? And then yeah, it's if, definitely got to be Harris. Yeah. Oh, one. Huh? Once, um, Joe is inaugurated. It'll be Harris takes over. <laughs> I'm not sure how to say her first name. So Kamala. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Kamala. Okay. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. Yeah. Once he's inaugurated, I don't want to say he can die and it's fine, but like once he's inaugurated, if he dies, there is there is a there is a protocol to follow. That's fine. But like we're in like essentially from the sixth of January till the twentieth. Yeah. Like, no one really knows what happens if he dies. Some people think that Mike Pence would just kind of take over for a while until there's a new election. Oh, okay. As well. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, impossible to say. Trump's off to Florida. He said he's not attending the inauguration, which is like again one of the one of the history's first ever, like not ever, but like in a hundred years or something like that since the mm. ex president has yeah. been alive and not attended the inauguration of the next person. That's fine. I don't think any of us mind, really. I think it'll be kind of sad if the first female president of the United States is by default. By, yeah. Yeah. Um, it will be, but like it will also be a huge thing for the country, mm. in a sense. Yeah, it's kind of like the best gig in the world as vice president, given that he's... I don't know what's the um the average age expectancy in America for men. Seventy nine, I think. Yeah. Like, for men, yeah, seventy eight or seventy nine or something. With COVID going around as well, like yeah. she's probably like unreal. Yeah, this a lot of real. Dead sweeter. Yeah, that I remember four years ago that was what was coming up, being like um Trump is whatever seventy four. I don't know how old Trump is. Um, and it was like average life expectancy is seventy nine in the states. It was like oh don't worry, even if he gets. Oh, a second <laughs> even if he gets another four years he won't last through the, for the full four did we speak about trump getting impeached i don't know no. anything about it but <laughs> yeah i feel like we're not we educated um, yeah as far as i know he's yeah he i know he is the first president in the history of ever or the nice. history of the u.s anyway to be impeached oh. twice yeah um he was the first president to be impeached and not removed from office as well. Okay. Um, I think. And he also... Yeah, so he got impeached... Yeah, so I th- as far as I know, the way it goes is, like, you need a 50% or 51% majority to impeach him. Yeah. Being like, what you did, you shouldn't be president. Okay. That's horrific. 51% is all you need. Grand. To actually then remove him from office, there's another vote that you need two-thirds to vote to remove him from office. Okay. So yep. the last time, the Republicans were like, nah. This time, the Republicans are like, nah. So I think oh. he's a lot of firsts. I think he's the first president to ever be impeached twice, the first president to be impeached once and not removed from office for being impeached. Yeah. Because I think yeah. most presidents, once they're impeached, they stand down. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, obviously, that was never going to happen. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I think that's where we're at. I'm expecting it to just kind of be like they'll have the vote and be like, yeah, he's not removed from office again. And there'll be a lot of... Has that vote not happened yet? I don't know. The first part that they've done so far. Yeah. Oh, okay. So does anyone have any closing remarks on America? Because we're not allowed to talk about America for another 12 months. Yeah, until we get to the United States. (laughs) So do we have to, like, remove everything that mentions America from now on? (laughs) It would bleep it. <laughs> yeah, from the, from um, this point on, every time we say the word America, we have to bleep it. <laughs> I'd like that, actually, yeah. If we did, like, the letters going along, we can't use those words anymore. <laughs> no, Nothing with the letter letters. A. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any... No, we don't have any thank yous. It's too early. Thank you to our listeners that we don't have. Love you all. Hey, we might. Thanks to the like, mom. I, I know that <laughs> Thanks to mom. Thanks to dad. <laughs> I know this will at least get three listeners. Isn't that right, guys? <laughs> Hi, Kira, baby. Thanks. <laughs> I was going to say, thanks, Kira. Thanks, Owen. Thanks, <laughs> Five if you include the cats. <laughs> As fine. a final roundup, dash hot take, um, oh, that wait. can be cut out. Sorry. Oh, yeah. You have something also? Oh, only for clo- it's a closer, so you go first. Okay, I'll 
Okay, so I, I really like the idea of the what is America? It's a set of ideas and it was basically built from the 13 colonies giving the middle finger to merchantilism. And the whole idea of merchantilism is also known as like a rent-seeking society. So it's the idea that you would increase your own share of wealth without creating yeah. any new wealth. Uh, but it was done on a country-by-country country basis. So basically the British leeching off other countries that it colonised. So America was created in opposition to that, yet it is like the home of free market capitalism. So that perpetuates that idea just within its own citizens instead of other countries. Although I'm sure you could argue it does with other countries as well. Okay. It perpetuates the idea inside other countries as well. It does it within its own country because it's got free market capitalism, so it doesn't um, have as much regulations as other countries to stop that kind of leeching of wealth. Mm. Oh yeah. And that's exactly what it was opposed to. That's why it was created in the first place. Was to oppose this thing that they then latched onto and became the head of. Yeah, and it it struck me as like a teenager trying to oppose its parents and moving out. Mm. Uh, But then, like, if as long as you know only one way of life, you just perpetuate it, even unknowingly. So it's almost like an intergenerational trauma, an economic system intergenerational (laughs) trauma that it has yet to overcome. You know the way people listen to podcasts when they're going to sleep. They don't, they don't <laughs> want to sleep after that. <laughs> They're spending the next two hours doing like good, um, <laughs> Thinking about um, uh, I suppose, yeah, like breaking free from the shackles of like this other, you know, country's ideals onto your own one or whatever. Mm. And talking yeah. about intergenerational trauma, like that happened to them. You could say that they're they they're doing it to other countries in the world now, being like, hey, we're gonna give you freedom. We're gonna give you so much freedom, like Vietnam on or whatever but like although actually yeah I, I was going to go against my own point there and be like I'm not do they leech the wealth of other countries or is it just that they give money to go against communism they leech the oil of other countries anyway. oh, yeah. yeah yeah I feel like oh, that's the thing that people say but I don't understand we're going to make that stance David we're not going to we're going to throw off all the uh, yeah the I, was, I was a lot more nervous at the start of this podcast about like, ooh we take it up the wrong way but like <laughs> okay, as you said the three of us are listening to it and no one else so you can find us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at podcast only cans because only cans podcast was taken uh, <laughs> <laughs> and our gmail is podcast only cans at gmail.com if you have any questions or any suggestions for the next upcoming video. And not too harsh video. criticism, please. Oh, we don't want that. Don't no criticize, thanks. only compliments. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, also, a fun thing is, as we said, we're doing it like from A to Z. So like America is number one. Worked really well. So much shit fucking happened this year or last year with America and everything like that. If you have any ideas for like obscure letters of the alphabet that will be coming up eventually... Um, Q and Z, topics. Q and Z, yeah, <laughs> and X, you, and X, yeah, surely queers, queers and zebras, to <laughs> <laughs> a double feature. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, if you have any fun ideas for um, any other letters of the alphabet, um, or fun topics that line up with the letter of an alphabet, that's not A. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, unless Go anyone well. else has something else. <laughs> That's what my counselor says at the end of a session. Go well. Go well. Go well. Go well. Live long and prosper. I do not like not that. Not go well. Go well. Go oh well. <laughs> oh well would be great. <laughs> oh well. Bye, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, yeah, we're done, everyone. See you later. <laughs> All right, bye. 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 Lonely cans, because we won't see you anymore. <laughs>